You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome in to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, October the 7th, the first edition of the offseason for the podcast. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. I'm at LJ Fastball on Twitter, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can find right there. Cardinals fall 3-1 to to the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League wildcard game via a walk-off home run given up by Alex Reyes, who was brought in with a runner on base, which has been a recipe for disaster this season. It's a tough day to be somebody who follows, watches, pays attention to the St. Louis Cardinals. Some good, some bad about this season, but we're going to start positive and we're going to have a lot of off-season content for you guys moving forward about this 2021 season because there are some things to like about this team and some things to like moving forward into 2022. Still got the 2021 playoffs to to get through for the rest of the Major League Baseball, and it's going to be an exciting postseason. I think there's a lot of intriguing matchups on every side. All four series have their own intrigue to them, but if you want that content, head over to their Locked On shows. We'll, we'll be breaking down the wall card show, wall card game on today's show. We're going to start with the positives. Um, I know that it might seem easy to, to, to be real negative and to bash on the team, and you know I'll be sure to, to point out some flaws for sure, but we're going to start positive because um, there's two ways to look at this overall season. The success that was the second half, specifically the month of September, and the extreme disappointment that was the first half and mostly the month of June, mainly the month of June. They were above 500 in the first two months of the year, but June really sank this team to a level that I didn't think they were going to get to this year, that low, and then they were at a level I didn't think they, they would get you that high in the month of September, including the historic 17-game winning streak. But when it comes down to it, the Cardinals fell short of their goal of a division title and a deep postseason run. That that's just is what it is at this point. So we're going to talk about positives in, within this game. And, you know, I think that if we wanted to talk about the, the system and how, you know, maybe the system isn't set up very well, that, that's a conversation for another time. Because, yes, we, there's an argument to be had where the it's kind of a flawed system when you think about everything coming down to one game. It's a lot of intrigue. But with, with, with the sport of baseball, you'd like to, I'd like it to be maybe more of a series. And, again, it not going to bash the system just because the Cardinals lost in that one-game playoff it's nice for for marketability, for the intrigue of the game, to build um, interest in that one game, but might be a conversation to have a little bit later on down the road. So within this game, it was headlined between Max Scherzer and Adam Wainwright, and neither one of them really, really dominated. I think Wainwright pitched better than Scherzer, uh, both giving up just one run in their innings of work, Scherzer going four and a third, and Adam Wainwright going five and a third. And to be honest, if you told me that Max Scherzer was going to go through four and a third innings in yesterday's game, I would have predicted a Cardinal win. I did predict a Cardinal win on yesterday's show. So that, that tells you what I know, <laughs> at least what, what I was predicting, uh, that the Cardinals ran into the better team. Because at the end of the day, the better team did win. The Los Angeles Dodgers are a better team here in 2021. 106 wins speaks for itself. But Adam Wainwright, able to gut through that five and a third innings. Managerial question as to whether or not he, he should have hit for himself in the top half of the sixth inning. He did, was able to get one extra out. Struck out five on the day, giving up that one home run. Four hits, two walks. Um, not necessarily a typical 2021 to Adam Wainwright start, but he gutted through. 
And Max Scherzer, you could argue, gutted through as well. Offense gave him everything that he could handle. Talk about Scherzer in a moment, but Adam Wainwright gave gave the Cardinals everything he had. I didn't think his stuff, his curveball wasn't very sharp throughout the entire night. Uh, the one home run by Justin Turner came on a hanging came on a hanging breaking ball. I thought his sinker, two seamer, whatever you want to call it, was really good yesterday. But his stuff wasn't there quite early. He was able to gut through the middle part of his his start and had to exit in the sixth. It is what it went. Wainwright pitched very pitched well. Is what I'll say. I think that obviously you would have liked him to see go six, seven, eight innings, and both Scherzer and Wainwright are capable of that. Capable of that, but nevertheless, Wainwright was able to get through five and a third. He gave the Cardinals everything he could, as a, as a true competitor does. Scherzer did the same thing, got it through because on the offensive side of things for the Cardinals, they they made Scherzer work. Yes, I mean, they got one run in the entire night. Yes, they. That one run came on a wild pitch in the first inning, only got five pitches. But Max Scherzer threw four and a third innings, was forced to throw 94 pitches, and he threw 60 of them for strikes. That's making that's making the ace work. And the, the results were not there yesterday, but the process, you could argue, was. And I'll get more about the offense in a moment. But back back to the pitching, because overall the pitching was very positive. Wainwright was very good yesterday. And behind him, Garcia Gallegos and McFarland all did their jobs. Other than a T.J. McFarland walk to, to force uh, Schilt's hand, or in Schilt's eyes, force his hand to bring in Alex Reyes. But Luis Garcia, with an inning and two-thirds, one walk, one hit, no earned runs, he was great. Giovanni Gallegos looked sharp. He struck out two in his inning uh, His inning of work. I have no problem bringing Gallegos early in the game, even though Gallegos is your quote-unquote closer. I've got no problem with, with Gallegos coming in that game early because in a one-game playoff, you manage it differently than a regular season game or at least you should manage it differently than a regular season game because you got to put your best out there in the biggest spot. In in the long run, you can make an argument that, well, maybe you should save that closer for the closer role. But in a one-game playoff, you have to start your best. And you you have to play your best in the – in the earliest situation that you can, because you don't know, because what if the you, you bring in somebody that, a little bit lesser than Gallegos, gives up a, a run, and Gallegos never sees the field. Then you have a waste of an arm. So I didn't have a problem with that managerial move, but the one in the ninth begs a lot more questions, and I'll talk about that coming up in a bit. But pitching-wise, the, the Cardinals were, were able to shut down this Dodger lineup, and that is not something that a lot of teams have been able – my light just went out. Apologies for that. Um, but that is not something a lot of teams have been able to do this season, is shut down that Dodger lineup. And that, that's what Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals did. Again, if you tell me the Dodgers score three runs and one run to the first eight innings, I'm feeling pretty good um, and from the Cardinals' perspective. Sadly, they just weren't able to get it done. Adam Wainwright, again, I just can't say it enough. I thought that he gutted through. His stuff wasn't electric, wasn't – not that his stuff always is top of the top of the line, but he was able to give the Cardinals what they needed. Because if you want to put this game on Wainwright, put it on Shield, put it on Reyes, bottom line, the offense didn't hit. So, so the positives are Adam Wainwright, three out of the four bullpen arms, and the fact that they made Scherzer get out of the game in the fifth inning. Those are the, those are the positives. But overall – this team reverted to the way it was back in June. Couldn't hold a lead, and that, that that was true even as recently as the first two weeks of September. And the offense couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. That That's what killed this team. One game playoff, everything on the line. They weren't able to get it done. Let's talk about the negatives. Talk about Mike Schultz's decision to bring in Mr. Reyes in that ninth inning coming up next. But again, um, within this one game, the Cardinals did battle. They only lost by two runs. Dodgers had to win in their final at-bat. Within this one game, yes, they battled 
overall, they put themselves in a deep hole in June, and that's how they got to this position. So take a quick break, and I'll come back talking about uh, the the offense and the questionable decision there by Mike Schilt, um, as well as kind of uh, more thoughts on the expectations and how the season ended up. Uh, but I do want to tell you this episode is brought to you today by Rock Auto, because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need you don't want to endure pointless, maybe even intimidating questioning while somebody behind the counter orders a part that they happen to have on their computer. Take control. You have rockauto.com access on the go or on your computer, wherever you're at. So save time and money by using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving customers for over 20 years. Don't spend up to 100% more at a chain store. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for every customer, whether you need a brake part, motor oil, tail lamp, or even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Offensively speaking, Cardinals only able to, to muster up five hits. Three against Scherzer, one against Trinan, and one against Jansen. The only players with hits, Tommy Evan had a three for five day. Paul Goldschmidt and Dylan Carlson. Cardinals struck out ten times. Tyler O'Neill striking out three. He had a rough, rough game. I still think Tyler O'Neill, you know, I'm not trying to say this one game makes or breaks my thoughts on a player for their season, but it is tough when the player doesn't show up in the biggest moment. And this wildcard game was the biggest moment of the season, obviously. And the offense didn't show up. They, they reverted back to their June offense. It, it was poor hitting with runners in scoring position. They were 0 for 11 with a runner in scoring position. They were able to get first and second with nobody out, and Nolan Arenado do up and Tyler O'Neill before that, and they still weren't able to get any runs home. Just can't happen. Tyler O'Neill struck out to against Kenny Jansen that gave the Dodgers a bunch of momentum because over time, if you don't get that big hit, if you don't drive in another run, you can only swing the momentum back your way so far on the pitching mound. You got to do it with your bats too. Cardinals were not able to grab any momentum whatsoever offensively. And again, it's not like they were facing a nobody. They were facing a Max Scherzer to start. They they hit him. They made him work, as I mentioned. They drew three walks. Joe Kelly, solid arm. Gratterall, Trinan, Knable, Jansen. All these guys are top-of-the-line guys. They're some of the best at what they do. But this offense just wasn't able to get it done. In June, the problem was hitting with punters in scoring position. The problem was only scoring once in a game and not scoring anywhere else, not being able to, to slug an extra base hit, not being able to manufacture a run. The Cardinals manufactured a run in the first inning, thanks in large part to a Max Scherzer wild pitch. And that was it. I talked about the key for the Cardinals postseason is bringing that September energy into October, that September offense into October. Plain and simple, they didn't do that. Plain and simple. They reverted back, whether, again, out of their control maybe, but they reverted back to the June offense. And as we remember, that June offense was not very good. Tommy Evan was the only one who had multiple hits today, as I mentioned. Harrison Bader was on base three times. He got hit twice. But everybody else just really, they, they looked lost. 
And again, it's easier for me to sit here and say that, but they, they really did. O'Neill had three strikeouts. Nolan Arenado didn't really barrel anything up. Yadier Molina swung at the first pitch, I think, at least three times and just didn't produce. It, it was a day where the offense just didn't show up. Defensively, they were great. Edmundo Sosa could have made a couple more plays and maybe shave a couple pitches off of Adam Wainwright's pitch count, but he made a catch on a line drive. Tommy Evan made a fine play. Adam Wainwright with the no look, or not no look, but with, with a quick snag there in the line drive back up the middle, made a great play. The Cardinal defense was there. Didn't give the Dodgers any extra outs based on um, errors. Uh, like I said, Edmundo Sosa probably could have caught a baseball um, that saved a run, or saved a runner from advancing, rather. But the Cardinal defense was there. Offense wasn't, and that's the name of the game. Can't You can't score one run in the first inning on a wild pitch and expect to win many games, especially when or go home games in the playoffs, on the road, against Max Scherzer, and against the Dodgers. Offense just wasn't there. So but before people are so quick to put all the blame on Ray or to put all the blame on Mike Schilt, baseball is a team game. One person rarely, if ever, wins or loses a game. Offense didn't show up. Reyes didn't execute. Schilt made a questionable decision to go to Reyes. Yeah, Reyes has, has had a fine season. He was an all-star. But recent history shows us that he's not somebody to bring in with runners in scoring position. I saw a tweet earlier today, but forgot to, who tweeted it, so I apologize. But they said that Alex Reyes hasn't scored... has. The last time Alex Reyes came in with an inherited runner on base and did not let that inherited runner score was April 20th. That's a really, really long time to, to let inherited runner score. That just shows that he's not reliable in those situations. He needs a clean start to an inning. We saw that when he came into a 6-1 or 5-1 game against the Chicago Cubs, and the Cubs won that game. I think it was 6-1. It was a five-run lead. Inherited runners find their way around to score against Alex Reyes. So that's why I didn't understand in the ninth inning, because if you missed the game in the ninth inning, TJ McFarland started the game, or start, started the inning, I should say, uh, replacing Giovanni Gallegos. He got an out from Pujols, and then he, uh, excuse me, that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got an out from Pujols, rather. Sorry, computer's being a little slow here. Uh, got an out from Souza. Walked Bellinger. The Dodgers announced a, pin, a left-handed pinch hitter. Uh, so Re- Reyes came in. Bellinger stole the base, and Taylor came in. I'm sorry, I got the, the announced pinch hitter wrong. That was earlier in the inning. Um, but nevertheless, Reyes came in. Apologize for that. After a walk. I get that you might not like McFarland versus Taylor, lefty v. right. But history has shown, time and time again, that Reyes cannot be trusted with runners on base when you bring him in to start the inning. Just can't be. And it, it was a key factor in this game of why the Cardinals lost. Not the key factor. Can't go over 11 with runners in scoring position. That can't be unnoticed. A lot of things went right for the Dodgers. They, but like I said, at the end of the day, the better team won. That, that's not to say an excuse, but it is a reminder that, hey, the better team did win. That, that was really, in my opinion, the only really questionable decision that Mike Schultz made last night was bringing in Alex Reyes with a run on base after time and time and time again, we have seen that that does not work. 
There's an argument to be made that if he didn't make the, if the Cardinals didn't make the postseason, Mike Schilt would be on, on a hotter seat than he is. But now with the postseason that the Cardinals just made and the, the run they went on in September, I think Schilt probably kept his job for at least another year. And the players love him, and, then, and that's all fine and dandy, but got to start winning playoff games. Cardinal managers win playoff games. Good Cardinal managers do. And yes, he made a, 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 an NLCS run in 2019, got swept out of that series, but you just can't perform like the Cardinals did last night and expect to win. And and they know it. They, they are, they're accountable. And Wayne Wright O'Neill both said that they thought we were going to have a World Series team and it just didn't come together. And, you know, you could also say that Wayne Wright should have gotten a couple more outs. Everybody is to blame. There's not one person to blame. And, yes, there are certain things that might loom more larger than others, but even if you do go to Reyes, Reyes has to execute. Players are put in positions to succeed, and the players didn't succeed yesterday. Chris Taylor, who's a ball player in the truest sense of the word, can play all over the diamond, has been a productive hitter for the Dodgers for years, came through. He came through. Just a real frustrating way to end the season after such a remarkable, a remarkable September run. And I'm not trying to take away from that by being so negative on this episode. It was an incredible run that got the Cardinals to this position. Because once they started there at that little winning streak... They ended up being a big win streak. You thought, okay, it'll, there'll be some drama. It'll be close. And then all of a sudden, like that, the Cardinals had clinched before the Cubs series in the final weekend of the season. They took away all drama because of how well they played in September. And they fought with, the, in my opinion, the best team in the National League, second best by record. They fought with them tooth and nail, and they forced the Dodgers to win in their final at-bat. That's the positive spin. Cardinals had injuries. Every team deals with them. They flat out underperformed in the month of June, so they had to exponentially overperform in the month of September to even get to this spot. And they did. So credit there. The problem is the June can't happen. It's the June that cost them the, a division title when it comes down to it. And they were, for whatever reason, regressed back to the June team last night in the wildcard game. At one of, if not the worst spot to do it. It's a tough way to end the season. Talk a little bit about, to, to finish up the show, a little bit about the, the overall expectations of the season and the positive spin and the negative spin. Just going to elaborate that uh, a little bit more because I think it's important to talk about because there are two sides to this story. And, you know, some might say it's obvious that they under, obvious that they over. Talk about a little bit both in a little bit more detail here uh, coming up. But, I uh, do want to take my second break here on the show, and this time I want to tell you about Bet Online. We all like money, and this is a way where you can win some money at Bet Online. It's the number one spot for the pro and college football action this season, which is well underway. Bet Online has a new updated site and interface, so they have more odds, more props, and more contests, more ways for you to win money. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website, betonline.ag today, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive that bonus. Whether it's football, basketball, the baseball playoffs, or boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage for the amazing offers this football season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. 
Cardinals were a 90-win team this season. I put the peak at 93, maybe 94, but I thought it was going to be anywhere from 91 to 93. I was one win short. There have been some pretty darn good 90-win teams. Don't get me wrong. And I, I, I really thought 90 wins would win this division. I didn't see the Brewers being as good as they were, and I thought that 90 wins would secure it. It didn't. So when you look at the win total, maybe the Cardinals did meet their goal. Maybe their goal was 90 wins, and they got that. But they were very clear that at the beginning of this season, they expected to win a National League Central Division title at minimum. A lot of people, including myself and others on the Locked On Podcast Network, predicted the Cardinals to get first place in this division. So in that sense, this was obviously a quote-unquote failure of a season. In When you're looking at that metric, did the Cardinals win the division? No. X. Pretty simple. Could the Cardinals have made more moves at the deadline? Could they have tried and stayed healthier? Could they have played better? All these things remain true. So in, it, it, it's, it's okay to be happy about this team from where they were and how they got to where they ended up, as I've talked about a lot already today. But some things to keep in mind are just that the Cardinals did fall short of that preseason goal. I'm not again. I'm not trying to be harsh or overly negative after a remarkable September run that was incredible, but it it is one of those things that you still have to look at this team as saying, hey, they should have. They were hoping rather to win a division title, and they did not do that. And it was because of an awful, awful, awful June. We did learn some good things about this team. We learned that this outfield is legit when they're healthy. When they're healthy, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader are legit. We saw a 30 home run season from Tyler O'Neill. We saw stretches of Dylan Carlson, but the defense was fantastic day in and day out. And when Harrison Bader was healthy, other than a bad August, he had a fine year. So we learned that this outfield is for real. This outfield, that the starting three outfield, if that doesn't change from now and opening day 2022, I've got no problems. Harrison Bader needed to show up this year, and he did. So in that regard, it's a positive thing. Nolan Arnauto had a 30-home run, 100-RBI season, and he says he still wants to do better. Great. <laughs> Go hit 40 home runs. But you give me 30 and 100 from Nolan Arnauto, slugging the way he did, playing the remarkable defense he does, that's great. Same thing with Paul Goldschmidt, who turned it on in the second half, September specifically. Up the middle, I think Tommy Eben did an okay job for the most part. Shortstop might leave some things to be desired. Maybe Yachty splits time in 2022, but we saw him get off to an incredible start this season. Let's not forget about that. Let's not only focus on that incredible start, but let's also not forget it, right? Both and or, yes. So we did learn some good things, but overall we learned that the pitching depth wasn't as deep as we thought it was going to be. They couldn't maneuver through the Jack Flaherty injury, and at the start of the season, the only three bullpen players that were Reliable, in my opinion, were Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, and Hennessy Carrera. And we saw them get overtaxed, overused, and we saw the result of that. So the, we, we've seen some good parts this season and some bad, and some things to do. There are definitely some things to take care of this offseason. Bench bat, left-handed hitter, bullpen arm, shortstop. Those are, those are going to be my quick to-do list, and we'll do content for that for the rest of the season, or for the remainder of the offseason. But at the end of the day... They fell short of their goal. Yes, they had a remarkable, historic, wonderful, fantastic September. 
And when even at the beginning of September, I wouldn't have had the Cardinals in the playoffs. And they did that. All the credit in the world for that specific aspect of this season. Still got to look at it as a whole season. And in that regards, they fell short. A lot of different ways to go through from here. But and now we just got to sit back and watch the rest of the playoffs as the White Sox and Astros start their series today, as well as the Rays and Red Sox a little bit later on tonight. And then all, we got four games tomorrow across the two division series in each league, so that should be a lot of fun. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to head over to Locked on MLB next for more postseason breakdowns and, and previews of the upcoming series, uh, both in the American League and the National League. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow with more reaction and uh, uh, also reaction of the current postseason series, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.